Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Five Rings to Rule Them All. I'm Sid Ziegler, and I am not going to give a very long intro today because I want to get right to the interview. Dennis Finnegan is a 10-time national champion in Ireland in track and field. I met him at the Gay Games in 2018, just randomly. I was there covering the Gay Games, and he was there, just happened to be in Paris, um, traveling between Australia, where he lives, and Ireland. And we got to talking about him sharing his story publicly. At the time, he wasn't ready. And a couple weeks ago, he messaged me that he was very ready and wanted to do it. And with so many stories, um, negative stories today about what's going on around the world, he really wanted to provide some positivity. And, uh, and Dennis is a great guy. I've gotten to spend a bunch of time with him. And I'm so proud of him for doing this. So without further ado, here is my interview with Dennis Finnegan. Okay, well, I'm here with Dennis Finnegan, and Dennis, you and I met at the Gay Games in 2018, though you weren't in Paris for the Gay Games. We happened to meet um, at the event, and we started talking about doing this then. 18 months later, why is now the right time for you to do this? Yeah, look, it's um, obviously, look, we're in very interesting times at the moment and all the rest, I suppose. That was one thing that really has pushed it forward but um no it's it's taken a time i think like when i met you that time um even like the thought of doing this was always was was like questions in my mind about like oh should i or shouldn't i or who would listen to it and you know it's it's this whole kind of um i think thing of of how being gay has kind of affected my life in a way it's that like you're always questioning oh you know who knows who doesn't know or what can i tell people and all the rest so I think back at that time when we met, like there was still some of like some people in my family that I hadn't told. And then since then, I mean, I have told them and and it's it's all been totally, you know, good response and everything. So I think now it's a case of, um, you know, I do want to get my story out there. I feel that, um, you know, the more people that can come out and tell their story and, you know, share that with with people it will give, you know, younger people, hopefully it'll just give them a bit more confidence in whatever they're doing and you know I mean there's there's um there's a lot of people out there that like you know things are the world is definitely changing and things are like really good for the younger gay generation but you know there's still people out there that are probably scared and unsure about what's what's happening so you know I hope that even just telling my story might help one person to you know notice that there's more out there and and see stuff from that point of view. It's so interesting that you mentioned family because I've found that for a lot of LGBTQ athletes, they're less afraid of the reaction in their sport and more afraid of the reaction from their family and also just respecting their family's timeline. Uh, um, so it sounds like for you, it really was a consideration for your family and not necessarily a fear from the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, I I was kind of, um, yeah, I was quite slow with the whole coming out and even how I did it, I kind of really took my time. You know, I just told some friends and then didn't really do anything for months and then told some of my family and then didn't do anything for months. And it just kind of went on and on. And I suppose, um, yeah, it was never the, the sports side of things that would be the problem. You know, athletics for me has always been a very 
welcoming place and and even going back you know it was never about being gay or not gay when you're athletics like we just any teams I was with or anything like that you know we just had a real good um group bond and everything but yeah it's definitely the family was the the big one for me I suppose it's it's that that's where you know you you just if anything wasn't to work out it's it's just such a a big thing and I've been super lucky like my family have all been amazing about it there's never been any issue um and and, and I think half the issues were just stuff that I built up in my head about what could happen with it and you know none of them actually came true and that's that's the thing it's like we I think you know because we're so used to like as a gay person just like hiding parts of yourself and everything you you just build up stories about what's actually going on as opposed to what the the reality is and you know and as I say I've been super lucky my family have been totally on board with it and um yeah it's it's worked out for me well let's talk about that what what were you afraid of? Were you afraid that your family was going to disown you, never speak to you again? What was your fear? Yeah, I mean, that would have been, yeah, at the start, that was absolutely it. That, like, you you just go to the, the worst absolute place that, that something can be. And, like, in my mind, it was like, well, if I don't come out, okay, even though I mightn't be hugely happy, at least things will stay the same within within the family. And, I mean, I had a, you know, I've, I've a superb family we get on really well and you know I didn't want to I didn't want me coming out to to change that or have it as something that would would you know always be hanging over us and that's how I felt when I was younger that's exactly what I felt was um was going to be the thing that like if I came out it would have this huge effect and you know I would be have changed everything and it would you know kind of really take away from from stuff and that was what kind of kept me not saying anything for years and years and until it just got to the stage where I was like it's actually you know it's just not worth it for my own kind of personal my own personal life like I needed to come out and be true to myself and it it just went from there basically but it took it took a lot of years like you know I I definitely um yeah I look back and even talking about it now I'm like thinking back and I'm like oh it just seems like such a long time ago and it took so many years but it's it's I, I suppose the thing is look for any person out there it's all a process you know what I mean there's no perfect timeline there's no perfect time to do it it's all whenever you are ready and it's all whenever you're ready to tell certain people you know what I mean so I think everyone just has their own story well you talk about the perfect time and even just at 10 minutes ago I was I was asking you um, you know are you ready for this story to hit tomorrow and you said you know to be honest I'm I'm there I'm a little nervous or a little scared but I'm also excited and I tell people all the time there is never going to be a point where you have no fear about this until yeah. after you do it. After you do it, you'll have no more fear about it. But until you do it, you're going to be afraid. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I think it's, it's, it's for me, the thing is, um, I suppose um, it's definitely the same for a lot of um, um, gay people is that like, you just when you're growing up and when you're younger and everything because you're you're hiding parts of yourself or you know that look oh I need to be you just question everything so I think that's one thing that I've definitely kept with me for for my life good or bad but you know you just over overthink things and question things and that's that's what happens to me so you know even doing something like this it's like it's 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 brilliant and all the rest but you just you're questioning like oh you know who hear it what this or what should I say and all and it's just you know you just kind of 
got to let it go. And as you say, there's never going to be a right time until it's actually just done and just get it out of the way. And that's that's the way with so many things in life as well. When you think of a traditional Catholic country, I think 10, 15 years ago, you'd think Italy and then you'd think Ireland. Has Have you seen attitudes toward LGBTQ people change and how fast over the last 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah, look, I mean, when I look back at, yeah, kind of the 2000s and all those years that I would have been like going through um, university and everything, it's it was definitely a different time because I've been in Australia since, say, 2013 now. Um, obviously, I go home every year for like at least kind of a month. So I've, I'm always still going back and, and, and all the rest. But there's definitely a huge shift. I mean, obviously, marriage equality came into Ireland there uh, 2015, I think it was. I'm forgetting the years. But anyway, it came in a couple of years ago. And um, there's definitely a shift. I mean, the thing is, look, there's always, there's always, how do I put it? There's always more that we can do. And there's always more that can be done just to like almost normalize it, if that makes sense if that's the proper word but you know it's just that there's still there's definitely attitudes are definitely shifting there's so much more openness to lgbtqi within like schools and definitely within sport but i just feel there's always more to do and that's why you know i um i want to get my story out there and just let it be known that there is you know there is more to do adding your voice to the list of people who are out um, and who are prominent in Ireland, that's that's an important part of this for you. Yeah, no, it is because, look, I, um, yeah, I've been in Australia for years, but I mean, obviously, I still have a huge, huge link with Ireland, as I say, like, I mean, I still obviously compete for Ireland and I go back every year to, to do the nationals, like from a sports point of view. But it's, yeah, I just, I just feel that when I was younger, if, you know, if if there was more out people in sport and everything, like I don't know, would it have changed? Um, you know, changed my my sports side of things. You know, I've been lucky that I've always loved athletics, and I I got to do my athletics. You know, it, it had nothing to do with me being gay or not. But you know, as in, it it's just more about seeing that there is you know different role models out there that I think. You know, when I was younger, you didn't have that many. There was a, a very stereotypical type of gay person in the media or in, in in like you know portrayed on tv and stuff like that and it would just be you know it's just just to show that there's i mean in every walk of life there's gay people and everything you know so it's it's good from that point of view what do you think the response will be um back in ireland to this and i know you 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 talked about you live in melbourne australia now um, do you think there will be a response in Australia? I mean, do people know that you are an elite level athlete in Australia? Um, yeah, they would. I mean, look, I'm as I say, I I go back every year and I do nationals, and I've been quite successful. I mean, obviously, for the last couple of years, I've, I've yeah, I've, I've been winning the nationals consistently and all the rest. That's and then last I- couple of years, last bunch of years, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've 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 10 titles at the moment. I was on eight in a row at the moment. So yeah, depending whether they're going to be on this year or not, it'll be interesting. But um, yeah, so no, obviously I've been, yeah, quite, quite successful and all the rest. But you see, I think for me, it's, it's like, it's never, 
the sport has always been the sport for me. So me being gay, it never, it never really affected the sport for me, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, mentally when I was younger and coming out, yes, there was a few, a few years that it, it definitely did. But I suppose it's, it's like, I've never, how do I put it, kind of shied away from doing athletics because of, because of being gay or anything like that, you know? Um, so I've been lucky from that point of view. So I think that like the response I'm, I'm sure, or I'm hoping <laughs> it'll be, Positive. I don't know will there be that big a response because it's it's um you know I think you know there's a lot of people that do know as in, uh, friends in athletics and everything and um you know I just hope that it's yeah positive. A few months ago, Karen Clement, who was obviously um, um, won multiple Olympic gold medals for Team USA, he came out publicly, and there just haven't been a lot of men in elite level track and field, international level track and field to come out. Did seeing his story, do you remember his story coming out? And 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 have has, did his story or have other stories of of gay athletes help you on your journey? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw that about um Karen Clement and it was yeah, it was really, really good to see. And then listening to him on your your podcast was that story was just yeah, really inspiring. Actually, a bit of a link there. So the year he won in Rio, Thomas Barr from Ireland was fourth in that that competition. And I used to train with Thomas back in Limerick when I was back in Ireland. So, yeah, a little link there. But, um, yeah, no, he, I mean, seeing that is is what you want to see. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's it was really inspiring to see that. And then, you know, all the, the other people that you've had in your podcast and everything, I think it's really important just to hear the stories and it, it you know, not the thing is, I think with sports, sometimes people see sports as, OK, you either have to be the absolute best or no one's going to care about you. And the thing is, look, there's there's all different levels to sport. There's all different interests that people have. And, and it's just about, you know, we don't need to put how do I put it so much pressure on every single person to be an Olympic champion, you know. And from that point of view, just just getting stories out there is, is an important thing as well, you know. I, I couldn't agree more. And when people pull this nonsense that, oh, you have to be, you know, the best player on your team, you have to be a superstar to have any impact, that makes me so crazy. I know so many kid, kids in high school, um, lower level college sports who've come out and been totally accepted and they haven't been the star of their team. And they've had a huge impact on the people around them. And it just makes me, it makes me crazy when people assert this idea that you need to be an Olympic champion, essentially, to have an impact. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because, I mean, the thing with me is, like, when I was growing up and, and everything, like, we played, me, uh, like, an uh, older sister and younger, but, like, we played so many different sports and we did so, so much sport. And, like, sport for me has always been so, so important in my life. And it's been you know, uh, a way of making friends. And it's just been just, I mean, I, I absolutely can't imagine a life without sport for for um, any of our family. But, you know, it, it's that feeling that if if people are feeling that they can't play sport because I, either the, the gay thing comes against them, but then that if they're not the absolute very best, like for me, that's just so, it's it's just so important that, you know, you, you play and just enjoy it. And it's, sport can be such a, a link for so many other things like you know what I mean you don't need to be doing a sport just so that you're going to become Olympic champion and I think it's so much more important that 
sport is something that's out there to be enjoyed and um you know as an if there's any barrier through being gay or whatever well that's what i want to break down because it's it's sport is just so important I, i i feel there's just so much good to be got out of it well sport brings people together sport builds bonds and people think talk about homophobia in sports i look at differently that it really is a place that brings people together, not divides us. And I know that um, people of all walks of life are going to get something out of your story. And in particular, if they're in track and field, or if they're Irish, or they live in Melbourne, that you, they have some connection to you. And hearing your story is going to help inspire them to live their true life. Um, yeah, I absolutely hope so. Um, but yeah, no, I hope so. And it's, it's, it's interesting because it takes, it takes a lot of, um, you know, it's taken a lot of time for me to, to get to this stage. And that's what, you know, that's why it's, it's, um, it's something that I hope if, if someone's listening or if, if someone's thinking about stuff, it's that, you know, it's in, in your own time. And, and, you know, there is definitely people out there that will be going through stuff that you might be thinking you're the only one in the world going through or have those questions that you think you're the only person going through. You know, there's always people out there. And I think it's um, definitely sport is is a way of, you know, having having links. And as you say, like breaking down those barriers. Okay, everybody, well, hang tight. We're going to hit a commercial break and we'll be right back with more from Dennis Finnegan. Okay, we're back with Dennis Finnegan. Dennis, talk to me about kind of your life before coming out publicly. Uh, you know, again, you and I met at the Gay Games, and I know you, you've, you've come here and to Los Angeles and been out and about in the gay community. I certainly, I assume you've done that in Melbourne. Have you had any f- fear of being like recognized or identified, or has that just kind of been all like, ah, I'm just going with the flow? Um, yeah, no, I mean, lately, no, as in the last couple of years, especially in Melbourne. Look, Melbourne is very, um, it's very open. It's very welcoming. Um, Australia is, is um, like, a, it's a really good society from that point of view. So there's never been any issues like that. I'm like, Definitely when I was back in Ireland though, before I, so I moved to Australia, as I say, it was like 2013. And before that I had been obviously in uni, but I, for a couple of years, I'd been just working after uni. And it, it was those years that were really the, I suppose the toughest basically, because yeah, I went through a couple of years of absolutely knowing that I was, you know, well, I always knew I was gay, but absolutely knowing that this was something I had to, you know, do and that there was going to be no hiding it going on but um for those years yeah anything I did I would always be worried about oh would I be seen or what would happen or or would someone find out in some way and you know it, just not and not a good way to be and definitely for those years I, I still remember it was like say maybe towards the end of the 2000s early teens it was like before I came to Melbourne there was a couple of years there where absolutely if you look at what I was how my competitions went and and what was going on in my life it's it's a complete correlation between the fact that I just was quite unhappy and quite not not being um true to myself at those times and my my competitions were absolutely not not going well um and I definitely think there was a a link between that and 
you know, I mean, I've, you know, listening to your podcasts and and a lot of the other runners and stuff, you know, it's it's your mental health is so so important when you're trying to reach uh, peak physical health. You know, you can't you can't kind of um, just put one in a box and say, no, that's fine. I'm just going to go out and train, 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 because eventually it catches up with you. You know what I mean? You have to be very holistic to all this, and I think. For me, that was one thing I really realized is that like for those years, it, it was a case of it just wasn't going to work. And and I think coming into 2012 then was the year that I really did kind of come out to all my family at the time um, and my parents. And a couple of months later, I came out and had like one of my best jumps ever. Like, it, And I'm not saying it was just that, but it, it's really interesting that when you look at it, it's it's um, it it definitely is something that that plays on your mind and it takes away from your physical performance then. We hear over and over again athletes say that they, once they came out, at least to their family and friends, their their performance in sports improved and, and, and you're echoing that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, for like for so many years, it was a case of you you know you're more worried about what you're hiding and 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 you know you're just questioning everything and overthinking it and you can't you can't do sport properly from that point of view but there's so much of especially like i do triple jump it's a technical event and everything there's so much that just you know you have to let things kind of flow and be free with stuff and i think when you're you know if your overall kind of mindset is oh i've got to be careful about this or i've got to be thinking about this and you know you're just not going to get the the most out of out of yourself and you know I think it's the next um, you know it, it's it's just the, the biggest thing that we need to remember is that you can't just um, put your mental health um, to one side and say you know I'm gonna go out and train really really hard and that's gonna you know be be the the, the key thing to keep me going so gotta yeah mix them both together and make sure that you're at peak of both I really want to drill down on this a little bit because I think it's people are people are often so curious why elite level athletes don't just talk about being gay publicly. And you you said you came out uh, started coming out in, in 2012. That was 8 years ago. And and listen, everybody comes out when they want, how they want, and I respect that, but I think it's interesting to people why, you know, why and how it it takes eight years from coming out to your friends and family and then living a totally out lifestyle until telling the public is just just kind of help us take us inside your head and what's going on in your head and how to understand the the life of an elite level athlete and how these kinds of things interplay with your athletics career and and just what you share publicly. Yeah, look, I suppose, yeah, that's a really good question. There's one part of it would be that I think um, for me, the way I approach my athletics and training, like I do tend to kind of um, just put myself in a bit of a, a, I I step away from a lot of different things in life. So I think it's, and and from younger when I wasn't out and all the rest, it was easier just to kind of, compartmentalize and go like okay the athletics is the athletics and I think in a way you you I have brought that forward from the point of view that like for the months where I'm really like you know January February March over here in in Australia even December and um for the summer months when I go back home and you're doing competitions you just 
you're not having much of a social life, you're not doing that much, so you just, everything is focused on the athletics, you know? So it's it's kind of, I think, a little bit, I had just, I've learned to kind of compartmentalize it and and it's it's not something that I, I feel the need, if that makes sense. Whereas um, I suppose the thing is then you have to, you look at it though on a different level and, and um, like from the point of view of, of looking at my whole story and, and all my years in athletics and everything. And it's like, well, I think it's, this is something important now that I do kind of say and get out there. Um, you know, and, and it just wouldn't have been, I suppose I, I never, a little bit like what I was saying before that when you were talking about going, coming out to your family and you're worried about all oh, change, changing things up, there's a little bit of that as well, that like while you're competing all those years, it was like, it was just never to the forefront of my mind that this was something I I needed to do. And I don't know, I think the older I get, the more I realize that actually, no, it's it's just very important that we we do get it out there. And I think it's it's probably a little bit of, of that and just coming to terms with I suppose look that I'm probably not going to have many more years left at um, training as I am and it's it's about using the platform when I can that you know to show that this is out there that I'm out there and you know that hopefully it just helps someone out there. I think that is so insightful that you know you're you really as an athlete, you're trained to, when you're participating in the sport, just focus on the sport and try to leave everything else behind, compartmentalize it, as you say. And when you come out as an athlete, you're almost betraying that. You're bringing the two things together. And what I hear from you and what I hear from other athletes is the thing that that makes them come out publicly is some some concept of social responsibility that that yes i'm living my life fine i'm totally fine i don't need to do this but wow there are some kids who are really struggling or some people who are my age in elite sports who are struggling and maybe by sharing my story and by combining my personal life with my sports life i can help those people yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, how do I put it? It's like, I, I don't expect anything out of this. I don't, I don't look at it as, um, you know, this is literally just me telling my story. If someone does hear it and it, it helps them, that's fantastic. You know, if, if no one like gets anything out of it, well, same thing. That's fantastic. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just good to get these stories out there and hope that, you know, someone does get something out of it because we, I think when you're, when you're in sport, whatever level of sport you're at, look, and if you're out or not, out, as I say, there's always a story that comes with that. And everyone's story is different. Everyone's at a different timeline, but it's about trying to, you know, just say to people that it's, it's okay to have, you know, worries. It's okay to have fears. It's okay that, you know, that you're unsure about things, but you know, definitely um, being gay shouldn't be a barrier to to, you know, to these things. Has, has and again, I, I know you've been out to friends and family and colleagues, has not being out publicly, um, that is, everybody in the world knows, has that gotten in the way of your personal life at all, dating or otherwise, or is that just a non-factor in your personal life? 
Uh, I think it, no, I think it's pretty much like it's a non factor from the point of view that, like, I mean, the people, like, especially around Melbourne, like, I mean, people know here around Melbourne, you know what I mean? So I think it's, it's a, a, a non factor in a way. But I think, look, being for, for me, definitely, I think being Irish and, and growing up in that whole like Catholic tradition and everything that, that went on with younger, it's like it's still hard for me sometimes to to come out to people or if, if the conversation comes up, you know what I mean? I'm sometimes a little bit, um, I suppose, slow almost to be talking about it, you know, and that's just that's just how it is. So, I mean, for me, it hasn't impacted as such, but I, I definitely feel that, like, even for me, there's still work that I, I kind of need to do with all this. Obviously, this talk here will probably um, push a lot of that forward, but it's, um, yeah, it's it's... A very it's still something that I sometimes you know um, um, struggle with so you know that's what happens with people too I know most athletes have trouble um, kind of sharing their accomplishments um, but <laughs> I want you to just kind of give give the listeners and the readers just some an idea of your accomplishments I know you've won 10 national championships Kind of take us briefly from your days in university to today uh, and and kind of where you've been and where you've competed and 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 how you've done yeah look um yeah obviously the nationals for me are are quite important it's always nice winning a national title like when you're younger that's what you want to do and then to to get to 10 was very special so I got 10 my 10th last year which was a new like record for triple jump some other guy had jumped nine as well so it was nice just to get that title number 10 but um so just real quickly um so they've all been in triple jump i thought there were there there was um you you'd done some things in long jump as well no i've done long jump but no nah, i never won a national title in long jump it's just all been triple jump so um yeah i've been quite consistent with the triple jump um but yeah i mean back in university i would have won some obviously university titles in ireland and then um had won a nationals or two around that time and then i went through as i say i went through a couple of years where look, things weren't the absolute best i still probably was like second or third in ireland but it just wasn't wasn't where i wanted to be and then uh since 2012 i've won the nationals every year back in ireland and and like the years that the European Team Championships is on, I've represented Ireland. So that's been a really good opportunity to, you know, be a high level competition. I've jumped against, I've jumped against Nelson Avora one year. Last year was in um, Norway, jumping against um, Pablo Picardo. So that was really interesting. And, um, you know, it was, it, they're always great competitions to be in. And obviously since being in Australia, I'm, you know, I'm always kind of the top in the top, five or six in the Australian nationals, pretty much. So, um, yeah, a couple of years ago, we had Philip Sado over here. I was jumping against him. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, I, I mean, look, there's parts of me that always, obviously wants more. I think like every athlete, we always want more and to jump longer or to run faster. But, you know, I, I think I will look back on my, my accomplishments and be quite happy with what I've done. So, you know, there's still... A little bit of time obviously the coronavirus is kind of messing up what what will happen but um i hope that there's yeah still more in me last question for you what would you say to 
LGBTQ athletes in track and field, whether they are an elite level athlete or at a lower level, wondering if they can ever come out and be their true selves? Look, what I would say is that I think, um, you know, it's a it's a scary thing if you're questioning it or you're just unsure on how people's um, um, responses will be. It's absolutely a scary thing. And I think as someone who's gone through it, I understand that. And while while I was going through it, I always thought I was the only person that was going through all the struggles I was. And the thing is, you know what, there's many people out there that are there to help you and that will give you a good response and for me it's been an overwhelmingly um positive response so i hope that you know if there is people out there struggling that and they're listening to this just you know there is definitely an avenue to um to to assuage your fears and you know it will it will work out and it will get better well dennis i i end most of my podcasts with two questions and so i'm going to ask you them here number one who's an olympian who's inspired you um, look, being Irish and all the rest and, and being uh, young around that time, there's only one person in Ireland that is the person that inspired, I think, probably most of the country, but uh, Samuel Sullivan, definitely. So she was our long distance, like 1500, 5k, 10k runner um, back in the 90s, but she won a couple of world championships and then she was in Sydney Olympics. She won the silver medal behind Zabo in the 5000 and Absolutely, that was um, the person who uh, inspired me to really get into athletics. Wow, so watch, watching her at a young age, she was the one you like said, I want to be like her. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, she was there winning world championships, being in all these races. And, you know, as someone who was even, even when I was that young, just absolutely loved athletics and knew I wanted to to do athletics as, as a sport. It was just so inspiring to see that, oh, someone from Ireland can actually be the best in the world in these things. And, you know, that's 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 what you need. You need to be able to say, oh, someone from Ireland can be the best. And, you know, it was just so, so inspiring for all those years because every time the world, the world championships or the Olympics were on, like we'd be sitting around the TV knowing that Sonia was going to be in a final. And it was just gave it such interest. Second question, if you know anything about Lord of the Rings, the name of the podcast, Five Rings to Rule Them All, comes from a line in Lord of the Rings. So I ask you, who's your favorite character? Or you can give me a favorite scene or a favorite moment from Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Look, I do love Lord of the Rings. Um, oh, who's my favorite? Look, I think everyone just fancied Legolas, all right? I really liked him, but I think... <laughs> Favorite, no, favorite character though. I have to. I have a bit of an affinity for. I mean, Frodo and having to 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 go and and get rid of the ring and just that whole feeling of of a job that you know you must do and you have to follow it through and all the rest. So I think you know Frodo and and even just Samwise there as well. But you know their their story is just so you know it's it's yeah it's so inspiring because they just had this job and they had to see it through and and that's you know. It's it's a little bit like sometimes that's how I feel. I feel there's you know that when I was young, I just got this athletics thing in my in my brain, and it's just been something that I've always followed through on, and it's it's been the to the forefront of my life for all these years, and I think it's you know it's it's made it's made all the difference. It's it's one of the classic stories, classic themes that we all are attracted to the these two little hobbits 
with no power defeating the greatest power in the world. It, it is, it, that's a theme that rings true for people around the world. Absolutely. Well, Dennis, thanks again for doing this. Uh, I, I know you don't have to, but your hope of helping other people I know is going to be realized and it is really inspiring to see. So thank you. Thanks, Ed. You can find Dennis on Instagram. His handle is the reality of Dennis and between each word is an underscore and Dennis is D-E-N-I-S. That's one S. So the reality of Dennis an underscore between each word and Dennis with one N. I really appreciate Dennis taking the time. And if you want to read more about Dennis and his journey, head over to outsports.com where I have a written piece. We will be back next week. The... 2020 Olympics may be canceled or postponed by then. There's a lot of push for that. But uh, either way, we will be back next week, and I hope you are all staying safe and healthy. Mm -hmm.